Dynasty Think Tank. I'm Chad Parsons. He's Jordan McNamara. We share our research, experience, and acumen to build dynasty winners and unlock ceiling outcomes. Now is the time to seek elite results. Big three for the week, and we have to start. It's actually a pretty negative vibe uh, this week because we got to pour one out for Nick Chubb. Huge injury for him. Uh, it's a career-altering injury. You know, hopefully he's going to be back. At the one good thing I said is at least it's early in the season. You know, if it happens week 14, it kind of changes your trajectory through the offseason, how 2024 could look in a, a good case scenario for Nick Chubb. And also he's on his way to a big game, 50 plus yards in the first quarter. We saw what Jerome Ford did. I think Nick Chubb would have done slightly more than that. <laughs> uh, he was on his way to one of those monster vintage Nick Chubb controlling the game uh, type 150, 200 yard outputs. Um, so microcosm, uh, you know, is that he has gone. Jerome Ford is back in. Nick Chubb is going to be a fixture in teams positioning themselves in trading, you know, using him as a contender, maybe acquiring him as a team looking ahead to the future or just profile buying. buying. What have some of your been swirling thoughts in the first 24 hours here since Nick Chubb went down? Well, I think the the first thing that came to mind, of course, was that this is terrible and he's had the knee injury and um, made it all the way back. And he's an awesome running back and it sucks to see him hurt, right? Like he's fun to watch. So that's the first thing that came to mind. You know, then from a dynasty perspective, right, this and I even mentioned something we have already recorded our after hour show on the Patreon side. So go get that. Like, that's a good like it's a very dense show with a lot of dense dynasty stuff in it this week. And we all have another one to record for patrons as well. Um, But always be an optimized roster wise like Jerome Ford is available in like 50 percent of leagues on MFL like that is that is well, we, just we stashed him late last season. Well, like right. we we literally talked about something like this on uh, the football guys show back then, you know, we would talk about it was December and we said, Kareem hunt is a free agent. There are ways for Jerome Ford to go from here to afterthought all the way to the season and be the backup running back. And it worked out exactly that way. They didn't splash the pot. Pierre strong doesn't scare us. And uh, they didn't draft anyone and Kareem hunt didn't return. And here we are week three, actually week two in a basketball, <laughs> you benefited with Jerome Ford. And these are the types of bets you can look out into the, into the horizon. And this worked out best case. It plenty of times does not work out that way. And you've already long since cut the guy, maybe in the spring, maybe in the summer, uh, maybe in August, uh, maybe in week one. So all these types of things can change. You know, Deion Jackson is a bet, right? That a uh, similar bet that you got all the way to week one and week one didn't go overly well. And week two, you're moving on. You know, week three, you're definitely moving on. Week four, why is he on your roster? Like you keep, you go this direction with Deion Jackson, Jerome Ford, we're going the opposite way. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I just, the importance of being optimized and just continuously doing that, right. It gives you an edge and just it, those edges really add up. So uh, that's really the big kind of takeaway that I had from this whole, this whole week. Again, you saw the, you've seen all the running back injuries. You've seen all the, the, the turnover that has gone on and I, I just, it's really important to constantly be on top of that stuff and just be, and just always be updating. Yeah. I and Nick Chubb, I haven't updated. It's on my late Tuesday into Wednesday list for this week is updating the dynasty rankings. And Nick Chubb is one, you know, that you have to now accelerate the age. He's going to go 27 to 28 years old. Uh, that's a pivotal age uh, and you're lost. You know, when you get to be, I would say 27, 
every year, every game, every month is critical for running back, especially. And you get to a point where, I mean, look at Aaron Jones at 28, Derrick Henry at 29, like they are seeping oil in their value. And any injury like this derails the whole thing. And that's why we always say, you know, flags fly forever and you're going for a championship, but running back, you know, unless it's McCaffrey and I had a good conversation with someone today about McCaffrey of like, he is such a lid lifter. He might be the one guy where you go. I mean, he changes your trajectory on a weekly basis. And not to, not to change this conversation, Jordan, but Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers are like 30th in Hilo with Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey is still lapping people as running back one. Can you imagine <laughs> he could put up 30 points per game, literally, if they just start optimizing his touches with goal line stuff and, and targets more in line with what you think a McCaffrey team would do, he could score 30 a game for a month or six weeks or the rest of the season. Like that's in play. And so he's an exception, but I think a lot of the other guys, Nick Chubb included, it's not quite so cut and dry on they're older. And at some point you do need to look for optionality to get younger. And Nick Chubb, obviously, you know, that, that option largely was taken away with the injury. Yeah. It's, it's he's, unfortunate. He's a hold, right? I mean, you, yeah. like it's unlikely you're able to flip and get a contending or productive piece that is worthwhile. Right. So unless someone wants to flip you a nice quarterback or a, a cornerstone wide receiver, and you're like, well, it's Nick Chubb plus plus, and that makes sense for my team. I don't know if there's a lot of other macro deal constructions that we'd recommend, right? Right. Okay. Uh, how about the fall of Cam Akers? Number two here. Big thoughts. Cam Akers goes from despondently unproductive in week one and Kieran Williams seeing all the passing game work to week two inactive to week three. Maybe he goes to Cleveland to week four. They're shopping him still. We're 12 months removed or I guess 11 and a half months from the Rams wanting to get rid of him, And yet people were buying in again this year. So weird. The whole trajectory is so weird. And um, I, I want like an, like one of those like uh, deep dive oral histories of Cam Akers' career. Like I want that. I need that in my life. Uh, I it's been all over the place. Uh, going from you know early you know late rookie season kind of breakout, and then then hurts the Achilles and comes back for the playoff run, and then finds himself in the doghouse after that, and then comes back and is like a hundred yard rusher in multiple games down the stretch, and then all off season he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. We make it to week two. And he's demoted, right? Like I just, it's how that happens is remarkable. Um, again, be in the business of a lot where there's, where there's uncertainty, be in the business of having the cheap backup guy and you can benefit from the fragility of the position, right? Kyron Williams is another case, right? We've continuously, this is like the stuff that you should be in on. Kyron Williams wasn't really a guy that we loved, but like now Ronnie Rivers is one, right? Like I didn't like Kieran Williams at all. And I still have more than average rostership across my leagues. That tells you everything. When the moment he was treated, it was Cam Akers and Kieran Williams. And the two of them were rested throughout the entire preseason. That was the cue. That is the one. That is the two. In some order, we got the order wrong, but that was the order. And that was the clear-cut signal, Jerry, to roster Kieran Williams. Some people had him already. I understand that part. They liked him going back to Debbie and college and prospect and all that type of stuff, despite falling in the draft, despite being 195 pounds, all that stuff. 
But now you have options. You have legitimate options with Kieran Williams as a starter, as a flip guy, um, someone that's worth a tangible amount, not a, not a third and a throw in. You can get more than that. So uh, you have actual options with Kieran Williams. And it goes back to being preemptive and being proactive with analysis and reading the tea leaves on where these depth charts are going. And just know that all these depth charts, I mean, not all, but plenty of depth charts in the NFL, you get to r- down to running back three. Some of them go to running back four. Some of them go to a guy that's not even on the team. I mean, who knows? The Lions might get down to Zonovan Knight someday. They activated him today. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. He He's running back three today, running back one tomorrow. Like, you yep. never know. That's where we're going. That's where yep. we're going with this. Um, so, yeah, Cam Akers, uh, it's a tough spot, right? I mean, is he too – he's too good, too good of a name to cut, right? You can't just cut that guy? I don't think so. Jordan's contemplating cutting that guy right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard, man. It's really, really hard. Like, yeah, I, you we, don't cut him, but it's you don't cut him because he's, he's he still has that one had not had one change of scenery, right? You have to give someone at least that, right? At least I'll give someone yes. one reset <laughs> for round. You're like, I guess. <laughs> Jordan's all about fresh starts. He's like for Cameron He's like, maybe theoretically, I guess. <laughs> I. He's like, I guess you're gonna throw that in my face. <laughs> He's like, I have said that. That yes, makes sense. That sounds like something I would say. That sounds like something I would say. Andrew. I guess he's granted this one privilege written in pencil. Okay. Uh, last one. Joe Burrow on the Bengals. Is this gonna be one of those years, Jordan? He reaggregated his calf. They have not looked the same. Out of two, out of four total games between Chase and Higgins, we have one game between them that has looked like what we're used to seeing in in tandem. Yep. What's going on here? And it's got to get better, right? Burrow's hurt. Um, oh. you know, and and there's some uh there's some uh lack of clarity in terms of what's gonna happen. All right. So maybe a, a at a deeper, you know, two quarterback super flex like um, you know, be in on a minimal bit on Jake Browning, just in the off chance that Burrow's actually going to be hurt long-term, I guess, um, sure. would be the, the advice there. But, uh, you know, it hasn't looked good. Um, they didn't look good through two weeks last year, and we know how that ended. Um, how bad was that first game, though, in terms of, okay, you're going to get the Browns. You're going to get sloppy weather. You're going to get Burrow that hasn't practiced and a defense that is just raging at you, divisional matchup, and just, like, breathing – uh, breathing sloppy, uh, you know, sloppy saliva, just chomping at the bit. Can't wait to get after you. That was a house of horrors situation on the setup. Week was. two wasn't a whole lot better, but at least it was some zone of acceptable mediocrity. Who <laughs> <laughs> was what the Bengals and Joe Burrow was in week two? So, yeah, I, is Burrow by low? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you poke that? Do you poke that bear every week? Absolutely. He's not even like of the top five cons- quote unquote consensus coming off of startup boards. He was the one I was least open to getting, but I'm still like, you know, are you, is he going late first valuation right now? Like I long-term he's very, you know, very secure. Yeah. And this is the thing, like when these guys become available for cheaper right. than they were going in the off season, yeah. you gotta be in. Right. So I because, do think poking the bears is a good yeah. idea on this. Yes. Well, because because guess what happens when the moment even if you're not a huge fan in the macro, or or at the price of QB three can't Dynasty stand or whatever. Yeah. But the point is, Burrow has a lot more latitude to get you to Mahomes or Allen or Herbert or whoever you want to go to someday in the future that you don't have 
Burrow has an easier storyline to get there at some point in the future than plenty of quarterbacks never will. So, yes, agreed. Who knows at some point how many firsts you'll have to add to Kirk Cousins, and there may not even be a number to get to the quarterback you want. Burrow, the answer might be zero. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, by the way, you look at the means to an end. You look at some of the the metrics on him 4.2 yards per attempt. uh, (laughs) And he is of the PFF grades so far this season of qualifying guys. He ranks 27th. The guys beneath him Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, and Bryce Young. At least he's over Zach Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the most notable guy he's behind? He's behind uh, Puka Nakua in passing. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Jordan loves right above him. Josh Dobbs. By the way, people got really really upset with me oh, when man. I said that Chicago would have upgraded taking Josh Dobbs over uh, instead of Justin Fields, and it's been that well, way. <laughs> well, only cost a fifth round. What did he cost? A fourth or fifth round pick in the trade? Right. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine if the Bears again? What are the Bears doing? Nathan Peterman, right? We, yeah. we said they're going all in on fields, sink or swim. And Nathan Peterman as the number two quarterback is the exact sentiment of that. <laughs> Nathan Peterman is probably the nicest guy. I'm telling you. He's yep. the nicest guy, and he is so helpful in the meetings. He sees it all through the clicker tape. He sees it all. <laughs> just just can't throw the ball to his teammates. It's his slow-mo analysis is better than Brian Baldinger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a deep, shallow cut. All right. Uh, yeah. So for Burrow, I mean, again, uh, shopping when you're out there, if you've wanted to move up and again, if you want to get someplace in the future, sometimes it takes two or three moves and, and Burrow could be, I think you're going to have a bigger window than this. I don't think the magic week three light is coming on and he's going to go three twenty and three touchdowns and the window shuts like the Josh Allen window shut violently. Right. Yeah. Week one, little bit of a window. Oh no, old Josh Allen. We've seen this before. He's eroding. He's this wackadoodle quarterback that makes mistakes and doesn't know how to play, unlike a gunslinger. Comes out in week two. I don't hear any of that. Yeah. So yeah. He, well, he had that one moment, Jordan. What What is your reaction when he does the dumbassery? When he like jumps into guys, when he turns back in, when he gets to the sideline, when he does some of this reckless stuff. What are your thoughts as a Bills fan? I just, it's one of those things like we got to win a ring soon because I don't but he know does how it well like he on ages. second and 10. Right. In exactly. Two, exactly. He jumps into guys and he's lucky he doesn't get haymakered and the rules are different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got, you got to win a ring early in his career. is kind of my thought. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Where he cut back in and he like jumped into guys. Oh yeah. I see it in my nightmares. I see it. Do you nightmares. think he was going to yeah. hurdle him? Like I'm really, con- I, I would love to get the, the synapses on what they were thinking at that moment. It was way better than week one. It was highly controlled. It just makes me appreciate Patrick Mahomes even more. Mahomes mm-hmm. is so nuanced in what he does that when when I started to run like quality and elite seasons remaining, and I was like, this has to be a typo. Like Mahomes was so much higher than everybody, including Josh Allen. And there are some people out there leading into the season that would have taken Allen over Mahomes. And when you watch them play, there should be a very big difference for people. Even with Josh Allen, there's a notable difference in the subject matter expert on every level of being. And I, I, the first two games, I mean, Mahomes has nothing. Where's Stefan Diggs? Where's Stefan Diggs in this situation? Where are the strong weapons? 
it is wild what you have to, I mean, I mean, Tyreek Hill on this team and a healthy Travis Kelsey made it not fair. And we watched that. I just, I'm looking forward to when the next iteration of the chiefs, when they fix everything, because his nuance versus pressure and taking the check down, taking the easy yards, not taking hits, all these little things. I am just every week. I am just, I didn't really immerse myself in Peyton Manning for his entire career, but I'm going to enjoy the heck out of Patrick Mahomes every single week he plays from now until whenever that day is, because I'll just say it's a joy. It's a joy to watch. Absolutely. Not every game is an awesome fantasy day, but I see what he's doing and I see what he's working with and he's doing it better than anyone else that I've ever seen. He's been pressured 31 times this year. He's been sacked once. That is just, and by the way, Stafford has also been pressured 31 times this year and been sacked once. That's Houdini level stuff. Like yeah. he's just, well, he had that one yeah. game. Was it week one where he had, was pressured 24 times and zero sacks? Yeah, right. It's just incredible, incredible stuff. You just don't do that. He was under constant duress. I still go back. I think the most impressive game was the Super Bowl against Tampa. Yeah. I need to go back and watch that game. Yeah, he was throwing on-target passes to guys dropping balls that would have kept them in the game when he was horizontal to the field. That was the most. I have to go back and watch that. All right. <laughs> Somehow we got so bored talking Joe Burrow that that we started talking about Patrick Mahomes. All right. Speaking of that, did I get enough? You ready for this? Uh, don't oh, answer yeah. too. Don't answer too quickly, Jordan. I just pumped up Patrick Mahomes for a minute and a half. It was nine minutes. Superflex. Patrick Mahomes and Jameer Gibbs. That might be the most significant add-on to Jim Mahomes we've ever seen. Four, Anthony Richardson, Kenny Pickett, and B. John Robinson. Mahomes. Hey, you waited half a second. Good job. Okay. What do you what do you think the logic is on the other side? Uh two quarterbacks. Um you want the upgrade at running back. You're not you don't trust Gibbs, right? That Bijan's running back one. You don't trust Gibbs. If Richardson uh, turns into Jalen Hurts within the next 12 months, is there a way over, say, a two- to three-year tier, term you can justify this and say, I won this? Oh, it's in the range of outcomes to win. But, the uh, you know, there's, B, a, there's a window is to well, win this. Bijan is well on his way to, I mean, again, being a blank check. But a blank check relative to everybody that's not an elite quarterback. Right. Or or maybe everyone but Mahomes, maybe. I don't know. But this is how you use B. John Robinson, right? Yeah. They got Gibbs back. And you arb I mean, it too. You're arbing B. Yeah, John down I mean, to Gibbs. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I just think this it's is a really room where Pickett Pickett looks around, he's like, What the heck am I doing here? Where am I? how did I end up here? This is in a dreadfully inappropriate. This isn't where I parked my car. Yes. But see, this is like cashing out on Richardson where you don't even have to worry about his trajectory. Right. He could do really well, and you're still like, I'm really glad I did that. Remember that day in, in in September where I leveraged him right away to get Mahomes? Yeah. I do want to know how that game plays out because he had 15, 16 points in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do think you have a little baby window here to maybe buy Richardson if you want because that game could have been a 40-burger yeah. with the way it was going. That didn't happen. We can project it, but it didn't actually happen. I'm a fan, by the way. I just want to. I just want to make the record clear that I am uh, uh, fully on board with that dude. I am a fan okay. of Anthony Richardson. Okay, so he is different than Justin Fields. Yes, 
just to yes. play host and facilitate the yes. conversation that I already know the answers to. Yes. Okay. By the way, he did. He's been sacked a bunch, so that's that is actually yeah. notable. But I'm I'm a fan of his, and I think that um, you know I, what that means is you know is he going to be a is he going to be a top five guy? I don't know if he's going to be that, but I, I do think he's going to be really fun to watch, and he's going to be really interesting. And he's going to be a good player. Yeah. <clears throat> and and teaser, we talked about uh, Justin Fields quite a bit in the. After hours, before hours. So Absolutely. On the Patreon on the side, go over and get that. Oh, it's man. a lot of fun. I'm telling you, fire yeah. hose. Yes. Fire hose. We tried to cut it off three times and a lot of football, a little bit of non-football, but fire hose stuff that we actually deleted some stuff off the to-do list on this show because <laughs> we're like, we already talked about it for 10 minutes. Yes. All right. Uh, we got, let's rapid fire three of these uh, in the other trades, other notable trades segment. We got Garrett Wilson in Superflex traded for Tyreek Hill and a 25 second. Tyreek Hill in the 25 second. Okay. Gary Wilson's pretty good, right? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's really but good. But the sacrifice but... in the short term of like, who's this quarterback and how much does that limit him? Tyreek is going to like boat race him. And that's yeah. worth a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, like winning this deal for 24 months, let's say, Garrett Wilson can do a lot of things beyond that point. But Tyreek, I love his line. He's like, he was like, I'm not a cheetah, I'm a lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's a good one, Tyreek. Yeah, uncheckable player. Uncheckable. You see these motions they're doing. They're doing like these veers at the line of scrimmage where he runs sideways. Oh my god. Yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. It's unfair how they use him. Yep. You're giving the fastest guy in the NFL a running start. It's arena football like. Stop. Stop, guys. Stop mm-hmm. being inventive. All right. Next one. We've got Bryce Young for DK Metcalf, Jerome Ford, and a 25 first. Is that three firsts? Because I've seen some percolating on Jerome Ford being worth the first. You think he's first adjacent in the in the sphere of first of first yeah, sure. adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's two and a I half. Mean, Metcalf's yeah, certainly a lot. first. Yeah, it's it's two. It's bordering what do you, on what three. Do you, but what do you think about Bryce Young? If 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 I if I tell you this prism, one hundred ones are insulated. He doesn't look overwhelmed, but the situation stinks. He's going to finish in the QB 20s this year, largely be unnoticed fantasy-wise. Does that fix itself? Do they get a wide receiver one or two for next year? Is the offensive line any better? Like, if you, if you, if I told you you had to wait for big growth signs fantasy-wise until 2025, are you holding him now? Or are you just, can't, like, you know, it's it's a pedigree bet. And he looks the part of a guy that, like Jared, Go- like at worst, Jared. I mean, Jared Goff panned out. You know that that yeah. he's going to probably be okay, but okay means what? You know, and yeah. he's insulated to get you what right now? He's unstartable. Yeah, and, and the other part too that I, I like you mentioned the big concern that I have is like where's the supporting cast? I mean, Adam Thielen's metrics have just just absolutely cratered, uh, but you don't have a first round pick next year, right? You there's not going to be a ton of receivers out there that truly do that in free agency, right? Yep. You're not going to be a team that's going to be able to trade for T Higgins. Cause you don't have your first, you can't trade for a guy like Brandon. Ayuk who, who could be like, those two guys could both be available on the trade market because you don't have a first, right? You're, what do you, you know, you're in a really tough spot there. I think in terms of like how you make him meaningfully better, um, and you just need to basically hit you. You need to hit on someone. You need an Amon Ross St. Brown type. And I de- don't see that coming on the roster. And that's going to be really, really hard. Right? That's going to be a hard. And Bryce Young's not the type of guy that it can be, you know, where Cam Newton could, 
could go out there with with Philly Brown and Ted Ginn and, and be <laughs> quarterback one, right? That's not what Bryce Young is going to do. Bryce Young is more in the Mac Jones sphere of the position where he needs people that are going to amplify what he does. And I just, um, you know, and Burrow's that way, right? Burrow's very much like he's not going to do it on his own. He needs guys that can sort of amplify what he does as a passer and those sorts of things. Um, he's not, they're not Josh Allen, right? It's a different lane. Um, and I just, I, I don't know how he gets meaning, how his reality changes in any, in any meaningful way in the next couple of years. So that's the concern I have. I think the price is pretty aggressive. Like I would say this though, like, have you, you know, we, we talked about buying Burrow. Like, have you gone to the Burrow person, right? Have you gone to, um, have you tried to sell him for an upgraded quarterback, right? Have yeah, you, Burrow, you might be able to get Dak plus, you know, you might right. be able to go Jordan love plus, right. Um, you you right. have a lot of optionality at quarterback. Now, again, he might be your QB three or four and you're like, eh, I'm fine. You know, I, I really, I wanted other stuff. Um, and you got the first, you banked that. So that's good. Um, you know, Metcalf again, I like him, but to say that he gives you a lot of flexibility in the market, I'm not sure that's accurate. Um, so I would have probably, you know, tried to go towards the, you know, is that a lave? Is that, you know, someone else in the wide receiver sphere that probably has a lot more marketability or market upside uh, to do other things with, if you did go that way. Um, so again, I kind of like what they did, but I think they did it the wrong way. I think the value is fine, but how much though, technically without doing other things, I don't know if those three things help you as much as you hope it does. Correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with that. I'm I with think that. the plus to go to burrow, you know, would be interesting, even though technically they're both longer term plays than shorter term plays. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then finally 10 teamer Bryce hall, Brees hall, oops, Brees hall for AJ Brown and Puka Nakua. Uh, Naku is a free throw in here. Give me Brown. Give me the Brown side, and I get I get yeah. Naku as a throw in. Right? Yeah. Give me that. Well, don't we talk all the time about uh, and, and well, this season, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, it's a it was a pretty anything could happen with, with the Jets. But um, generally, the thing I've said, the theme is we build up running back, and it means you can trade from any part of your roster at running back. So you have Brees Hall, you got him at some point. Uh, but trading over, I'm always looking to trade running back for wide receiver profiles that I like. Uh, and, and I mean, Nakua is he being traded for first? You know what I mean? Like you're getting, you're getting a lot of equity here to do stuff. And even if you don't like AJ Brown, I mean, he's not going anywhere as a, as an asset and you can get to a lot of different places at a wide receiver. If you're looking to do that with Brown. So um, yeah, I love to do that. And here's the thing. I mean, unless Brees Hall goes completely nuclear, in a zone of time, I don't know if a typical listen to this show running back core is going to be affected that much by losing him. You're just right. going to keep cheering on. Heck, this team might have Jerome Ford. And right. you might not even start Jerome Ford this week. He might be a running back five because you have five running back starters yeah. in the NFL. You could easily have that this week, by the way. Uh, all right. From life and dynasty, uh, some lessons learned. And and this is one I actually shared the full story. I just want to give a couple of bullet points that, uh, that you know, let's say you have a million dollar house and I'm not saying I have this experience near near term or anytime, but let's say you have a, there's a million dollar house and you notice, Hey, there's a leaky shower. There's a sticky door. Oh, like every time I try to open the door, it's tough. You know, it's an old door. Uh, you know, does it need grease? Does it need, uh, you know, new, uh, mechanical elements in there? Uh, how, you know, do you just need that tape to fix the leaky shower? Uh, do you need a new shower head? Do you need a new pipe? These are easy fixes. And I kind of thought about, uh, about dynasty in this way, you know, that you're building a house 
you know, your dynasty house. And it's really interesting to, to ask yourself what's an easy fix and what's not. You know, we talk about fixing running back with roster spots. We talk about, you know, uh, I'm actually doing an exercise this season about projecting uh, streamers at, at wide receiver and tight end. And what I want to do is with these data points of actually going live fire, making it difficult, you know, you can't, uh, once a guy gets above a certain roster rate, you can't pick him again, you know? So you can keep that on an existing team, but I want to find out the actual, I'm doing this exercise, picking my guy every single week. And what, what's that point per game? I want to figure it out. So does that make me feel better about fixing wide receiver three or tight end one in a streaming situation of like, I'll just do the waiver wire. Or does it mean we should be more aggressive in trading? I'm going to actually find that out. Uh, with my, you know, recommendations and predictions and transparency of the whole experience. But like, what's easy to fix and what's difficult to fix? Like I just said, leaky shower, the sticky door, those are easy fixes. You know, what's a hard fix? Uh, you know, a neighbor that's been there that you just constant problems. Uh, where the house is? Oh, I didn't know it was over by the dump. <laughs> well, you probably should have looked into that more, right? Oh, it's right by the school. That's inconvenient. Or maybe it's really convenient for you. But like you can't change, they say you can't change the location. It's really hard to change where the walls are. You know, how big is the yard? Uh, how convenient is it to work? The shower, easy fix. And just translate that over to Dynasty. We say all the time, what's easy to fix? What's difficult to fix? And, you know, sitting there with Mahomes and Allen feels pretty good. Those are difficult to solve problems. But we talk every single week about angles to try to solve those problems. Easy to fix is, oh, Jerome Ford, or just eh, maybe I sell him and now I pick up Matt Breida. Maybe I sell him and pick up Travion Williams. Uh, maybe I pick up Ronnie Rivers, whatever it is. Like those are easy to solve uh, problems and those are easy to navigate situations because we've been doing it for years. Being Telling you to be proactive over and over again, sending offers to try to improve your super flex quarterbacks and get studs and get auto start, don't have to think about it, wide receivers and getting yourself a stud tight end. Those can take more work. That's trying to move your house. And the, you know, the, you, have you seen those houses, Jordan? They split in two pieces and you see them drive yeah, down the yeah, highway. You can move them. Yeah. That is really committing to moving your house. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to split this thing in two and we're going to take it to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. that, that is not liking your neighbor. So, again, just looking at it from dynasty and from life, look at it as it, is it a leaky shower? Or are you ne next to a meth clinic that you're really not happy with what's going on there? So assess that from the dynasty lens as well. Yeah, I, I like it. And I, I had an issue with uh, with my garage door. I was trying to do it my own, trying to do it my own, spent all this time doing my own. And you know what? Finally, I just said, just fix the problem, right? Instead of trying to patch over it, instead of trying to you know, uh, uh, tinker with it and spending all this time doing it, just fix the problem, pay up for the solution. Yeah. And right. That's quarterback and dynasty, right? Just instead of tinkering around and screwing around with it, just pay the price for a solution. And, you know, and that's, you can tinker with it, right. You can mess with it, right. I can pick the, the weeds out of my pay lawn that's the fixing the running back, but you pay the guy when when it's a big fix and just fix did you the have, problem. Did you have a project that you didn't pay the guy and you, said, well, I'm going to do the, the husband thing and I'm going to go fix it. And like you spent, you ended up spending way more time and way more effort and way more bandwidth and you still didn't even do it right. Or you still like look at it and you're like, that's not even, or there's still a little, little Jimmy to it. You know what I mean? 
Like, did oh, you yeah. ever take on a project and you're just like, I refuse to pay the guy and just sit there and drink the lemonade and, you know, mow in the weighted vest and come back and the problem solved. <laughs> right. You just should have done that. Uh, I should have, right? There's, there's stuff. Yeah. I got to get my gutters fixed. That's a solution where I'm like, I was up there with a ladder, like trying to figure out like, Hey, I could put a gutter in here. I could, I could do this. I'm like, Nope, I'm going to pay the guy. Like with the trees that are way up there, right? You right. pay the guy to go up there. Right. By and... the way, I dropped a tree. I cut a tree down the other day and I actually yeah. dropped it on my foot in the process of cutting it down. You should see the color that my foot turned. <laughs> it's like, purple and yellow how wide was how what was the what was the girth it was pretty damn heavy chad uh it was well, it's always heavier than it looks <laughs> it oh was a big God. tree it was a big tree i didn't realize it was wrapped in vines around a tree above it and as i tried to like pull it out down. it just just dropped oh. right on my foot and i was like Oof, that that woke me up so yeah oh. just uh just fix the just fix the problem it's not like hitting the corner of the coffee table <laughs> It is not. It is. You not. embrace those. Let me do that ten times in a row in one yeah. day. Let me step on Legos over and over again. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the dad moment, right? You step right. on the sharp toy. Right, right. So That's I didn't have any moment. thumbtacks I could drop myself exactly. on. Let's put those down instead. <laughs> those won't go as deep. <laughs> the wounds won't be won't be down to the bone. Yeah, exactly. Don't bone on that one. Exactly. All right. Uh, we already mentioned it two or three times, but uh, this week, I mean, again, uh, we're we're finding our voice and. I'll, I'll just say, I mean, we're crushing it on the premium side of Dynasty Think Tank. Uh, over at patreon.com slash Dynasty Think Tank, we talked for probably about an hour um, on the after hours alone. We went in depth about Puka Nakua. We talked about the Rams. Uh, we talked about a lot of different dynasty points, Justin Fields. And again, sometimes it's never about football uh, on after hours. And sometimes it's very NFL centric. It's hard for us to get together in our phone call and our date every week to, to not talk you know, for two hours about football a lot of times, but we're also catching up. So you're going to get a lot of backstory there. We're going to record deeper dive. We've got way too many things listed. You know, It's 10 pounds for a five pound sack. So you're still going to get a lot on the deeper dive. And again, later in the week, you get final thoughts. Uh, you know, One last thing going towards the weekend and as we look forward and again jordan and i are just wired to, to think in the friday through sunday zone where it could be that last little item that could be the difference of who was the poll you said uh was the uh it wasn't jerome matt Breda. Matt, matt Breda. Yeah, yeah you talked through the process of matt Breda uh on after hours but also you know that that's something that the analysis that we do uh, the, the bandwidth of thinking about friday through sunday it's the new favorite time of the week. You know, we've said that waivers is just the start of the process, getting ready towards week three or five or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, uh, th those late, those late week first come first serve moves can really be a huge dynasty ad uh, for being preemptive, not wasting, not wasting or not utilizing a higher amount of your waiver dollars. So you want to be on board with that as we go through the weekend dynasty think tank as well. Thank you so much for listening this week. Follow us on Twitter at fin, uh, Chad Parsons NFL and at McMara Dynasty. Plus, we have our own Dynasty content streams at analyticsofdynasty.com and uthdynasty.com. As always, unlock your ceiling and seek elite results.